I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a, uh, a lovely Saturday afternoon. The first fun Saturday we've had all fall. Well, maybe with the exception of the uh, the idol week. Um, but the first truly fun Hawkeye game in a while and uh, and put a lot of demons to rest or at least at bay for, for the moment. Uh, before I get into this, I just want to lay out that uh, the context that all of this is in, right? Uh, Northwestern is not a very good football team. Uh, their defense is not very good at all. Uh, this doesn't mean that Iowa has a great offense. It doesn't mean that uh, the, the major issues with Iowa's offense uh, have been solved or are not issues anymore. It doesn't mean that changes don't need to be made or that Iowa's going to walk to a 5-0 and finish to the season. I understand all of that. Uh, and so while I will be excited about this game and this win and, uh, and happy for this team and this offense and these players, uh, understand the context, I guess, that this is all in, which you, know, you wouldn't think you'd have to say. But you probably have to say. Uh, 33 of 13, Iowa over Northwestern. The Hawkeyes break a streak and uh, and do so in style. You know, looking good from the start to the, the finish. I mean, uh, really played well on both sides of the ball. Uh, the only person who didn't play well was Torrey Taylor. He didn't have much of a chance. He only had the one punt. Uh, but it was a shank, and it was essentially a turnover. And it's uh, why Northwestern got a, a touchdown in the third quarter. Uh, also scored as time went off the clock at the end of the game to, to give them 13 and Iowa, uh, while not putting up, you know, 100 points or anything like that, it's the first time they've gotten to 30 since, I think, the Illinois game last November. Um, the offense looked good. It was efficient. Uh, it moved the ball. It looked confident. The offensive line looked good. Uh, they played well. The The running game was, was really good. Caleb Johnson with 88 yards. Uh, he, he played really well. Arlen Bruce with a really nice touchdown run in the fourth quarter um, to certainly put the game away if it if – it, although the, the game was away. Uh, this was just a, a quintessential Kirk Ferentz style of football game, right? You – methodically drive down the field and settle for field goals maybe at times when you wish you'd had touchdowns but uh, once you get a double digit lead you just kind of let the defense clamp down and do its thing and, and hold on for a win this is how Iowa won what the four games at the end of the season last year and it's how these games are going to need to look at least for the rest of this year for Iowa to win and so um I hope you were able to, to enjoy this and, and have fun with it. Um, again, well understanding that the context of this isn't a, a salve that fixes everything um, or anything like that. Uh, the Hawkeyes scored on every drive they had in the first half. Uh, four drives, four scores, two field goals, two touchdowns. 
first uh, first drive a nine play 63 yard drive ended in a field goal 14 plays 59 yards for the touchdown uh the field goal drive of 15 plays in 85 yards and again yeah you wish those ended in touchdowns if you have a 15 play 85 yard drive you hope that you get more than three points out of that uh but drew stevens uh was Bible had the the big 54 yard field goal in the third quarter just a great kick um and then he had a really good day he looks great uh and then the touchdown drive that Iowa had six plays 50 yards just one minute off the clock in that two minute drill and that was maybe the the best part of, of the day as far as offensively it was nice to see them moving the ball but again to to be stopped a couple of times and you still wondered could I would do a two-minute drill when they got the ball in the 50 with two minutes left uh, in the first half up 13 nothing can they get down and can they score and and they absolutely did against six plays 50 yards just one minute off the clock ended with the uh, Spencer Petras to Luke Lachey touchdown um, that was just a lot of fun put Iowa up 20 to nothing and uh, the game again was pretty much out of hand already at that point uh, but was never never in question beyond that uh, I mentioned Drew Stevens he played really well. Uh, let's see. He had, was he four for four field goals and including the, and then uh, obviously three for three on extra points was the, the most work he's gotten in the most work. The, uh, the extra point team has gotten in a while. Um, and then he yeah, had the 54 yard kick, which, uh, you know, I was offense got a sack, I think there and, and uh, put him in a, a worse spot and he came on the field and, and kicked that through. So that was really fun to see uh, the weapon that he is, uh, becoming is really good for this offense and really good for these last four games because, again, these are the types of games that I was going to have to play and, and have to win. And, and your field goal kicker is a big part of that. As we know, Iowa's field goal kickers have always been a big part of uh, their good seasons. Um, it's interesting, though, how, you know, coming out of camp, Iowa went with a different kicker. And, um, you know, they, they made a decision out of camp and, and realized, I think, in the first couple of weeks that maybe they had made the wrong decision. Uh, maybe they should give somebody else a chance. That, that other guy who competed for the job, maybe give him a shot. You give Drew Stevens a shot. Uh, he's, what, 11 for 12, I think, from field goal in for four field goals. That doesn't have a whole lot of extra points to speak of. That's not on him. Um, and they found their new kicker. This is a true freshman kicker. I mean, this could be the guy for the next four years. And it's just interesting how that worked, isn't it? Anyway, uh, Spencer Petrus <laughs> had a really good game. He played well. Um, it was uh, an interesting call to start him. Uh, once he started to play well, I, it was clear that Alex Padilla wasn't going to, to get the, the, the snaps, wasn't going to get a chance. Um, I don't know what Kirk Ferentz has said about that in the postgame. I, I would assume he's been asked. I know uh, the kind of reporting that was coming out before the game was that they were going to be flexible with it, and, and they, they were going to have kind of a short hook with Spencer Petrus, and if things weren't going well, they would give Alex Padilla some time. Never talked about a rotation or anything like that, and clearly just decided that uh, ride the hot hand of Spencer Petrus. It's it's obviously who Kirk Ferentz wants to be the starting quarterback. Um, and so if he's playing well, if he plays like he did today, great. Awesome. He can run this offense when he has time, when he has confidence, when he has some weapons, and when he's playing against a, a defense as bad as Northwestern. 
the offensive line gave him that time today. They opened holes for the running game, and that changed that the passing game, as, as it always does. Uh, they gave Petrus some time, and he was able to kind of set his feet, uh, make his reads, and deliver the ball. Didn't throw a lot downfield one, once or twice, but uh, made the kind of throws that you need to make. Eight, nine, ten yard plays to your tight ends, uh, delivering the balls on on screens and quick throws uh, right where they need to be, so that the athletes can make some plays. That's what he was able to do today. Hit your running back on on checkdowns, uh, and then scramble a couple of times if you absolutely need to. And then you know he's not going to uh, wow anybody with his speed or athleticism. But if he needs to get three or four yards, and the, there's a huge gulf in the middle of the defense, he he can step up and get that. And so he had a really good game. Twenty one to thirty, two hundred twenty yards a touchdown, no turnovers. And the no turnovers was such a huge thing for this entire team today uh, because it was such a hindrance, not just against Ohio State, but against Iowa State uh, in in other games this season as well. And that was uh, atypical of an Iowa team, certainly an Iowa team that's going to make any noise. Uh, And so it was nice to see that. Iowa wasn't overly penalized today. Again, nice to see that uh, because, again, that's a thing that had jumped up and bit them quite a bit. Uh, in their their bad games. Caleb Johnson, 14 carries, 88 yards. Uh, LaShawn Williams, 43 yards. They both look good. Again, Arlen Bruce had three carries. Uh, the 23-yard touchdown run was the only uh, – I guess Spencer Petras also had a touchdown run. Caleb Johnson almost had a touchdown run, reached that ball across, but uh, was deemed down at the half-yard line. Thankfully, Spencer Petras and the offensive line was able to punch that in uh, right away on the next play. Brody Brecht had a, a carry for four yards. Uh, Reganey had a carry for 12 yards. Really good to see – Again, uh, more people involved in the offense, more guys getting the, the touches, and some good play calling from Brian Ferentz. Uh, nothing too fancy, um, you know, at times kind of boring, but that's what this offense is going to be. Although Brian Ferentz had a good day today. Um, I was only joking when I tweeted that we should give him a raise or an extension. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> Uh, so 173 yards rushing for the Hawkeyes. Uh, that that 100 yard mark is always a, a key milestone, and, and they obviously got there. Nico Regaini four catches, 66 yards. Had that 24 yard catch uh, late in the game. A, a nice throw from uh, Spencer Petrus there. Sam Laporta five catches, 53 yards. Deontay Vines had two catches, 22 yards. Good to see him get involved in the offense. Good to see Brody Brecht get involved in the offense. Monty Pottybaum had that nice uh, catch and run on a, a really nifty play from Spencer Petrus. Luke Lachey just the one catch, but the touchdown catch on a a really nice route. Arlen Bruce had a couple of catches uh, for 19 yards. So again, none of these guys, the longest play was 24 yards, um, but right in that range, Sam Laporta's 15 yard long. Like that's perfect. Deontay Vines an 11 yard long. I mean, hopefully he becomes more of a deep threat than that, but Arlen Bruce, a 13 yard long. Like this is the kind of offense that Iowa needs to play uh, if they're going to uh, if, if they're going to have success, Jay Higgins was just a beast on, on defense. The, the defensive line was fantastic overall. Um, but Jay Higgins with t- 12 tackles, uh, Jack Campbell, nine tackles. Seth Benson had a, a couple of sacks or I guess one and a half tackles for loss. Lucas Van Ness, the same. Deontay Craig with a couple of tackles for loss. A, a really big sack there. Uh, a lot of sacks. What, seven total sacks for the Iowa defensive line? I mean, they were just uh, eating up the Northwestern offense of line really made things hard uh, for uh, for Sullivan Brendan Sullivan the the Northwestern quarterback and and really affected the game in, in a 
when it comes to that. The defense was just great. Uh, you had the shank punt, the 12-yard punt from Torrey Taylor that set up Northwestern's offense, really kind of gave them some momentum. They were able to ride that into the end zone in the third quarter. And then, of course, the the final play of the game, the, the touchdown. That's really all the defense gave up. They played really, really well. Uh, you didn't, you didn't, didn't have a whole lot of huge, flashy plays. Um, you didn't – I mean, you had – Riley Moss made a couple of really nice plays, a big hit, a couple of really nice uh, pass breakups. You had the interception for Kayvon Merriweather right at the end of the first half, which was a nice play from him. But you didn't, you know, you didn't hear Cooper DeGene's name called a bunch of times. Uh, you didn't see, you know, the, the big, the big, big plays. Um, but overall, just a really solid effort, uh, a really good day for the defense. And good to see some of the second team guys get out there. Good to see Xavier Wampa out there, uh, all, not just on special teams, but as a safety there in the fourth quarter. And uh, and even though they gave up some yards and, and ultimately gave up score at the end of the game uh just nice to see a see those guys actually out there uh in a big 10 game um and then be be in a position where you can play your second string guys in a big 10 game a a good game today again it doesn't cure everything it doesn't make everything great but you got to be able to at least celebrate it for a day a couple of days for us as fans at least a week and uh and yeah, you know, I I hope that we can all really kind of enjoy this one because uh, it's been a slog and uh, and we deserve it. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Go through some uh, team stats here very quickly. Uh, 24 first downs for the Hawkeyes, just 16 for Northwestern. Uh, 393 yards for this, this offense. 393, I mean, almost 400 yards. It's the most they've had all season. Uh, a, a really good day for them. 220 passing, as we already talked about with Spencer Petras. 7.3 yards per pass. That's that's high for, for this offense, believe it or not. Uh, but they, they looked good. And again, didn't have a turnover, and that's, that's a huge part of it. 173 yards rushing for the Hawkeyes. Just gave up 18 yards rushing. 18 yards. Now that's going to include uh, a handful of sacks, a bunch of sacks. What, seven sacks, I think. Yeah, Brendan Sullivan had 14 carries for negative 42 yards. So that really that really dampens the, uh, the, the rushing stats for Northwestern. But um, 11 carries for just 32 yards. He's their leading rusher. Uh, Tyus III had six carries for 15 yards. That's not a great average. Uh, so even the guys who were running the ball, you know, 18 is, is maybe a... a well, I guess a deflated stat, not an inflated stat, but holding a team to 18 yards rushing is an inflated stat when you have 42 yards of sack uh, loss, but 32 yards for their leading rusher. That's a really, really good day for the Iowa defense. Just two penalties on the Hawkeyes, 13 yards. Uh, you know, a clean game overall, four penalties for Northwestern. Uh, and then again, just the one turnover, the the interception by Kayvon Merriweather late in the game. Ultimately, time of possession very even, 31 minutes and change for Iowa, 28 minutes and change for Northwestern. But that was maybe more of a... Uh, uh, had more of an impact late in the game uh, when when it was really out of hand and... Um, 
You know, Iowa certainly in that first half felt like they dominated the time of possession game. Uh, they were able to kind of do what they want, dictate the flow of the game, uh, keep their defense off the field, which was important, and uh, and just kind of methodically hold on to the ball and, and continue to put up points and, and put the game away. Uh, so that's that's where we are. Iowa now four and four in the season, two and three in the Big Ten, uh, with four games left, all against Big Ten West opponents. Um, you know, broke that three-game losing streak. Broke out of uh, an offensive quagmire that was the laughing stock of the country. Uh, again, I'm sure jokes will still be made, and, and you have to repeat this performance uh, more than once to to get people off your back. I doubt they're moving up in the rankings from the basement too high. Uh, but again, it just baby steps, right? It has to start somewhere. You have to start with something. This was a good day uh, for this offense, a good day for this team, and hopefully something they can build on moving forward because. Uh, Next week, West Lafayette. Quickly around the uh, Big Ten scoreboard here, uh, Ohio State 44, Penn State 31. That was a really good game, and then Ohio State kind of broke it open late in the game as they uh, tend to do, and uh, and ultimately won by 13. Uh, just in a, a you know a big game for them, they them against Michigan. It's all kind of running up to that, right? Ohio State, Michigan. Let's see that game. Illinois 26, Nebraska nine. Uh, I know Nebraska's quarterback was injured in the first half, and uh, they really couldn't after that. I think they were up. Nine to to seven in this game, something like that. They were up early, but Illinois able to kind of pull away there, and again, it's, it's starting to pull away with the Big Ten West. They they certainly look like the best team, um, and you know, not a, a great win in Lincoln today, but a good enough win. Um, I saw an interception thrown by Chubba Purdy, Brock Purdy's little brother. Oof. Not good. Uh, Minnesota 31, Rutgers nothing. So Minnesota kind of cruises uh, as you'd expect them to do uh, against Rutgers. And so Purdue had the bye week, and uh, and they're resting up for the home game against Iowa next Saturday. We'll know the game time for that uh, tonight or tomorrow. It's that six-day window, uh, so we don't know when that game will be yet. Um, but it's, it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, Purdue coming off uh, the bye and just before that a, um, a loss to Wisconsin a Wisconsin team that you know is searching for itself uh, has had some head scratching losses but obviously has the, the type of talent uh, and pedigree that they can rely you can rely on them to, to play well and they did against Purdue they beat Purdue that, that snapped a I think a three game win streak for Purdue in the Big Ten, having knocked off Minnesota, uh, squeaked out one against Maryland, and then beaten Nebraska at home. Uh, so Purdue is, you know, they they score, they score, right? They always score. Jeff Brom has Iowa's number. Uh, I think four of the last five is what Purdue has won in this series. Uh, obviously, an embarrassing loss last year as Iowa was, I think, number two in the country. Is that where they were? It uh, feels like a long time ago. But for the last five, and, and the one win was uh, in Iowa City 26-20 in 2019. The last win for the Hawkeyes in West Lafayette was 2016. Uh, but Jeff Brom has just had Kirk Ferentz's number. The scheme thing has always been an issue uh, between these two. Purdue just plays well against Iowa. And with Charlie Jones uh, on <laughs> as one of the best receivers in the Big Ten and, and certainly Purdue's go-to guy, uh, it's just going to be, man, it's going to be an interesting week and an interesting game. Uh, a lot of emotion wrapped up in this and uh, especially with where this fan base is kind of on the precipice uh, maybe maybe took one step back from the cliff with a, a nice win today um, but it's going to be interesting to see kind of how how this goes and then how the narrative plays out around it obviously if Iowa goes there the offense looks good the defense does its job and, and they pull out a win uh, that really boosts 
It makes you feel good about uh, moving forward in the rest of the season because then, you know, you're home against Wisconsin, at Minnesota, home against Nebraska. Like, these are all winnable games if you play the way you played today. And if that wasn't a fluke just because Northwestern is so bad, uh, they're all losable games if you don't play well, if the offense doesn't look good, if the, if the line is a sieve, if the running game can't get going, and if Petrus isn't comfortable uh, and confident like he was today. Um, the defense is going to do what it does. Special teams, for the most part, uh, is going to do what it does. This is, again, this is evergreen at this point. This is all about the offense and, and what can they do. And then, you know, I guess just for our our mental well-being, hope that it's not Charlie Jones who's the killer. Uh, hope he's not the new David Bell. Uh, because if he has, a, you know, 20 catches, 150 yards, and three touchdowns in a Purdue route, uh, that's going to pour a little salt in the old wound. Uh, but, you know, you, you feel good now, at least better. It stopped. It just stopped everything, right? It stopped the spiral. Hopefully it stops some of the toxicity. Again, I haven't seen any of the post game. Hopefully nobody said anything dumb. Uh, hopefully that we can all just kind of take a breath, as I've encouraged you to do all week here on the Hawkeye Nation podcast. Take a breath. Enjoy this one and uh, and then move forward and see what happens. It's a big game Saturday, uh, a rival team, um, you know, one of Iowa's bigger rivals. It feels like now it feels like the new Northwestern, the thorn in your side um, and you could do a lot of goodwill if you're Kirk Ferentz, if you're Spencer Petrus, if you're Brian Ferentz, if you're the entire Iowa program, Gary Barta. Uh, there'd be a lot of goodwill if you go to Purdue and come home with a win uh, over the Boilermakers. We'll see if they can do it. We'll talk more about this this week. We'll have this game covered from all angles at HawkeyeNation.com. Rob Howe, John Bonacamp, Rick Brown have it covered for you. We're doing podcasts here. Uh, check us out at the podcast page of HawkeyeNation.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rate and subscribe. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll start talking about Purdue early next week and we'll do what we do. I appreciate you listening. Enjoy this one. And go Hawks. 